up this phase. Just trying to holler at y'all and see what's going on. Had a lot on my mind reminiscing, trying to figure out these things that are going on my mind. Trying to figure out some puzzles. I'm not here to start nothing. I ain't trying to start nothing. Just got some things that I want to get done. Some things that I want to get solved. Some things I want to enlighten myself with. So maybe y'all take a time and to get the opportunity to stop by and listen to my thoughts. Hope so. Very intellectual. So if you get time, just holler at me. I'm reminiscing all in my room. Just trying to figure out a whole lot of things. Until then, y'all have a great day. And thank you for coming in and listening to me. Thanks. Let me show you this. This is a document from the sworn declaration of a 9-11 investigator with the Office of Military Commissions, part of the Department of Defense's Military Commission's Defense Organization. This document is dated July 20th, 2021. Now, it first appeared on a former Washington Post journalist substack, Jeff Stein's Spy Talk. Now, before I go any further, have you heard anything new at all regarding the 9-11 investigation in the last 10 years? Anything. Have you heard anything about the newly discovered sworn declaration anywhere in the mainstream media? I saw it once. Maybe there's nothing to it. Well, I mean, nothing is probably a little too harsh. Just the allegation from multiple FBI agents that the CIA was running an illegal domestic spy agency inside the United States. The declaration says that the Saudis were being used as intermediaries to recruit al-Qaeda operatives for the CIA. Quote, al-Bawami was an intelligent... It could be Salami. I don't know how to print. Anyway, um... He was running, uh, he was an intelligence officer in the uh, employ of the Saudi government. He was, quote, directed to attempt to recruit two of the 9-11 hijackers at the Saudi consulate in Los Angeles. This declaration alleges the CIA knew the hijackers were inside the United States and they wanted to work with them to recruit them through an illegal domestic espionage operation and hid everything from the FBI. This information just came out, just came out. Does anybody find that interesting? Does anybody find it interesting that it's not everywhere in the mainstream media? I mean, the CIA was running illegal operations that accidentally led to the worst tragedy on American soil. I mean, that seems kind of newsworthy. Where's the curiosity from the press? Is it a problem of sourcing? Well, let's see. This account comes after the interviews of 11 ex-FBI agents, two ex-CIA agents, a CNN investigative journalist, former Deputy of National Security Advisor Richard Clark and former Senator Bob Graham from Florida, a Democrat. 
He was a co-chair of Congress's joint inquiry into 9-11. I don't know. It's an amazing claim. It seems to have a lot of sources, but the media doesn't care. As a former Egyptian army officer and the government's star witness against Egyptian cleric Dr. Omar Abdurrahman, who the FBI says was the ringleader in the bombing plot. Salem was paid an estimated $1.5 million to infiltrate and inform on Rahman and his followers. He was recruited shortly after the 1991 assassination of right-wing rabbi Meir Kahana. As an associate of Rahman, Salem traveled in the cleric's inner circle, where he surreptitiously recorded conversations with Rahman. But unknown to his FBI handlers at the time, Salem also recorded his dealings with the government. A newspaper article revealed the existence of the tapes, and the Reuters news agency received written transcripts. A copy of one of the most revealing conversations between Ahmad Salem and an FBI agent named John was recently acquired by WBAI. In that conversation, Salem demands more money from the FBI, outlining his contributions to the agency, including a cryptic statement by Salem to the FBI. Salem says, we know the bombs start to be built by your confidential informant. According to a source close to the case, Ahmad Salem checked into a Manhattan hospital three hours after the blast, complaining of a severe ringing in his ears. A hospital spokesperson refuses to confirm or deny the report. Salem also mentions a defendant convicted in the World Trade Center bombing, Mohammed Abulima, a man Salem says he located in Egypt for the FBI. The first voice is Ahmad Salem, the second FBI agent, John. The Abu Halima will be killed and hidden and gone forever, and you will never know about him that he ever went to Egypt. Will be off the record. And then you have the greatest suspect is gone and lost forever. And you will keep looking for him for the rest of your life. See how much that will cost you. But because you get aware that he's there and you requested him, Egypt stopped it immediately. Uh, even the last three weeks is going to be a nice payment. I'm just telling you for the future and what the, the expenses, they just don't want to buy in on $500 week expenses. That's all. Well, you're going to have to give me the, uh, you know, some of the expenses and they'll pay what, what operationally they are allowed to pay. Let me think about it. Don't think it. There's nothing to think about. Of course I have to think about it. I mean, I have And then later on, there's, 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 there's bonuses and things of that nature. I'm just, the only thing I'm telling you different than before is... Because we was start already building the bomb, 
which is went off in the World Trade Center. Uh, it was built by uh, 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 supervising uh, supervision from the Bureau and the DA, and we was all informed about it, and we know that the bombs start to be built. By who? By your confidential informant. What a wonderful, great case. Well, and then he put his head in the sand and said, oh, no, 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 that's not true. He is son of a bitch. Okay. Well, it's built with a different way in another place, and that's it. Well, don't make any risk. You know, I'm just trying to be as honest with you as I can. Of course, I and, appreciate that. And as far as the, uh, you know, the payments go and everything like that, they're there. I guarantee you that, they're, that they are there. I'm just saying, they are there. They have to be documented. Mm -hmm. They don't, I want to say, they don't pay a salary. So I just think about it that way. Okay. I have to document every time I put in a call a blue slip to request funds for your services. Attached to the blue slip has to be documentation as to what you've done. Period. That's it. And, and, the, and the circles that you're running around in, that stuff is never going to go dry. However, I would like to see you just continue going on making a living as you are. Because in the future, you're going to have to, or maybe want to slow down. I mean, Sitar does it, I don't know, you know, the whole cast of cats with NASA, all those people, they all work, the engineers working here, working there. It would be better for you. Yeah. Okay, I know you're doing a great job building your credibility, but in a month or so, you're going to tell them, hey, guys, you know, I got bills to pay. If you, I'm going to be available in the evenings or the weekends. Now you still get the same kind of money, but you're still making your other money working working there. Mm. Yeah, does that make sense? Am I making sense at all? No. <laughs> no. No, I'm, no, I'm being honest, too. <laughs> I'm being honest, too. I know you, you, you want to be very aggressive.
So let him to work. Yeah. Let him to work. And look, I'm telling you, John, one thing you can always say is Ahmad Salim falsified any information to the Bureau. Be honest with me, say yes or no. Did I ever you ever verified information and you find me falsified any information to the Bureau? Falsified? Right? No. No. All right. So every single information I supplied it, it's very excellent and correct. I was talking to Saeed Mosir's wife yesterday yeah. and she's going to visit to visit him today and uh, I will be going to visit him next week okay. as per the arrangement. What am I supposed to do this trip? I don't have money to do this trip from the very beginning. And then to go over there and the guy will ask me to build a bomb again or to kidnap a judge again or to get in touch of so-and-so to help me do so-and-so. Who will do that? Who else will do that? Nobody. Nobody could do that. Okay. You know, we waste time. We waste time. Let me tell you something. Yes. We're talking about like this, this money over here. Well, when you come up with big things like you know, we got like a few of them already. You know, the uh, the fact that we got a head start on moving the brother, and the fact that. Uh, I don't even know. One second. One of the reporters arrived. Right. All right. Look. One second. You. Uh, Hello. Hello. Yes. No, it's me. Okay. I'll be right down. Thank you. Okay, bye. Is that one of them? No, that's delivery. Oh. But, uh, the only thing that's changed is I told you how the payment system works. Okay. That's all. Mm-hmm. And just keep going, and like I'm saying, I... when you have good information, that's a real bonus that leads to other information. Who will evaluate this is a good information, real bonus or not? Who will evaluate that? Who evaluates that? Yeah. Who will say that this is a valuable information and who will say, okay, we have this phone number already, so what's the big deal? We know that he has a fax, so nothing, nothing big deal. So what? The man has a fax. But when you know that this guy has a communication... Is the former. Explain why Putin cares of the optics of this, because we're also taught that he's this evil dictator that doesn't have any cares for anything. Explain both of those narratives in your mind, and that might be a surprise to a lot of people who get their news from newspapers and television channels. Remember that he represents in the minds of many people around the world someone who has decided to challenge not just American military and political hegemony, but American and Western financial hegemony. The World Bank and associated institutions have effectively been puppets for U.S. and allied foreign policy. We have been in the business for decades of telling people in Nicaragua or uh, Cameroon what kind of crops to grow. And if you don't do what we tell you to do, then we won't lend you the money that you want. We talk all the time about the Chinese supposedly blackmailing people by lending them lots of money and then holding them accountable. Well, we do the same thing. Only we do it in more subtle ways that are actually more damaging to the society because we're very intrusive. We're not just interested in the specific project. We're trying to restructure people's societies, change their their cultures. So you have people in Africa, Latin America, much of Asia who are very sympathetic to the Russians who are seen as standing up to this. And you know that they're trying to develop a new currency. It's going to take some years. It's not going to happen overnight that is pegged to gold. 
and India, China and Russia probably are sitting on the largest uh, concentration of gold in the world right now. And a lot of us are beginning to wonder how much gold we've actually got under the under the streets in New York, uh, London and Fort Knox. So we'll have to find out at some point. But the bottom line is this is a this is a new era that is coming. And they've already got 40 plus nations willing to join this new currency. India, China and Russia of course are at the center of this at the core of it. And this is seen as a rebellion against our financial dominance that has been so I would say from their standpoint certainly destructive on so many in so many ways for so That's a bang for you Africa. India, Russia and China. And you see they never give you the respect as a black man Africa. I wanted to point that out to you Africa how they talk over y'all and 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 maneuver over y'all like y'all don't exist like y'all can't make no noise that's why the country has to be to stick together that's why y'all had to move as one because this is right here you don't have no respect you get no respect let's analyze Evening, what a mighty and humiliating fall. Dennis Hastert, once one of the most powerful men in the country and second in line for the presidency, faced a blistering dressing down from an angry federal judge in Chicago today. Nothing is more stunning than having serial child molester and Speaker of the House in the same sentence. But at the very moment of that speech, Dine Corps was exposed for having been involved in the buying and selling of young women and children. While all of this was going on, DynCorp kept the Pentagon contract to administer the smallpox and anthrax vaccines and is now working on a plague vaccine through the Joint Vaccine Acquisition Program. I wrote a scathing report entitled, The Corrupt Business of Child Protective Services. Thank you. Former State Senator Nancy Schaefer and her husband Bruce were found dead today at their Habersham County home. To receive the adoption incentives or bonuses, local CPS must have more children. They must have more merchandise to sell. Allegations of prostitution and pedophilia and allegations that those crimes were somehow covered up or not looked into. So the State Department this morning is having to respond to those claims. That a U.S. ambassador, quote, routinely ditches his protective security detail in order to solicit sexual favors from both prostitutes and minor children. This concerns the time that Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. The memo also notes that three members of then Secretary of State Hillary Clinton's security detail, quote, engaged prostitutes while on official trips in Colombia and Russia. And the allegations are that these investigations were whitewashed, quashed altogether, and that those orders came from high up. We learned of it from the media, a spokesman for Clinton said, and we don't know anything beyond what's been reported. A former investigator for the department's inspector general has complained to Congress and the media that the investigations have not been thorough because of the pressure from those high-level officials. The sad truth is that human trafficking is a real problem plaguing each and every community here in the United States. Enough is enough. Captured on cell phone video, the chilling moment that rapid gunfire broke out in Alexandria this morning. Among the first to be hit, Republican whip Steve Scalise. He's drug himself from the dirt infield to the grass outfield. Uh, there's a trail of blood. 
uh, we can't help him. We're helpless. I mean, we're, we've got bass versus uh, rifle. Scalise's security detail and Capitol Hill police immediately begin. It was less than six months ago that another major internal investigation painted Hillary Clinton's State Department in a negative light. That scathing report on the failed diplomatic security procedures in the aftermath of the Benghazi attack. What difference at this point does it make? The bodies of former state Senator Nancy Schaefer and her husband Bruce were found today at their Habersham County home. Investigators say both had been shot. It has been reported over and over that six times as many children die in foster care than in the general public. Child Protective Services can't say they even had the case because of state privacy laws. Why is there a right to privacy for two children that are down in the sewer? Ted Weisenberger is on a citizen panel which reviewed hundreds of CPS cases gone wrong, even wrote about it in Sunday's paper. So did you sexually abuse him? Yes. This is abuse of power. It is lack of accountability. And it is a growing criminal political phenomenon spreading around the globe. Preliminarily, it looks to be a murder-suicide. Uh, the GBI has six agents on the scene, two crime scene specialists. Uh, there will be a thorough investigation. There are causes worth losing over. And this is one. And now you heard, family, this lady talking about this right here. And she's so passionate about it. Now it's a murder-suicide. So this is the mindset in the crafty council that they doing. Steve World, the Bible said the earth is given to the hands of the wicked. So we're going to analyze. Most of y'all don't like it. Most of y'all ain't feeling it. But the truth is the truth. And you can't get over the truth, man. Even if the truth hurts. Let's analyze. More on the latest building collapse in New York. You might have heard a few moments ago, I was talking about the Sullivan Brothers building collapsing. And indeed it has. Apparently that's only a few hundred yards away from where the World Trade Center towers were. And it seems that this was not a result of a new attack. It was because the uh, building had been weakened. Uh, during this morning's attacks. We'll probably find out more now about that from our correspondent, Jane Stanley. Jane, what more can you tell us about the Salomon Brothers building and its collapse? Presumably there were very few people in the Salomon building when it collapsed. I mean, there were, I suppose, fears of possible further collapses around the area. That's what you would hope because this whole downtown area behind me has been completely sealed off and evacuated apart from the emergency workers. That was done by the mayor, Rudy Giuliani, uh, much earlier today uh, because of, the course, the dreadful collapse of the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center. But uh, New York, very much a city still in chaos. The phones are not working properly. The subway lines are not working properly. And we know that down there near the World Trade Center, there are three schools that um, are being turned into triage centers for emergency treatment. And I'm Jane, I think many of us, when we heard the news, perhaps on the radio earlier today, were uh, completely flabbergasted by it and, and just couldn't un comprehend it. I mean, it, was, it almost sounded too far-fetched. Um, I was wondering what it felt like for you being in Manhattan. Well, unfortunately, I think we've lost the line with uh, Jane Stanley in Manhattan. Perhaps we can rejoin her and follow that up later. 
created Osama bin Laden and they're now using him to help bring about world government by making him the big boogeyman because they can't use Saddam Hussein anymore and whatever is going to happen that they're going to blame on Osama bin Laden don't you even believe it when in hell are all you people going to wake up to be able to see any markings on, on the airplane? Um, it definitely did not look like a commercial plane. I didn't see any windows on the side. No, it was a black plane. It looked like a fighter jet. It, it looked like a fighter jet. It was a military plane. And it didn't look like a commercial jet. It uh, could, could be a drone aircraft. That's an aircraft that's a... Uh, guided electronically uh, to its target without having a pilot. Did you actually see the jet itself? Yeah. And what type was it? it? It was gray, to be honest with you. It was gray. It was about a, it was like a 737. I thought it was a fighter jet coming in to cover the city. Uh, someone said it looked like a military plane. Mark, if what you say is true, those could be cargo planes or uh, something like that. You said you didn't see any windows in the side? It was, it, it was not a normal flight that I've ever seen at an airport and it just it did not look like it belonged in this area. The lack of any official explanation feeds an ominous conspiracy. This is from an online discussion about the plane on the website 911blogger.com. I have always thought these planes were exactly that, mission control for the 9-11 attack on our country. Nobody's safe. We're not safe. Even near all these little buildings, we're not safe. We were in the lobby gathering to go up start doing a search on the upper floors and as we were getting our gear on and making our way to the stairway there was a uh, heavy duty explosion and everybody just started running for the door everybody was trapped it was like three explosions after that we came in after the after the fire we came when the fire was going on already we was in the staging area inside the building people don't understand there may be more. Any one of these fucking buildings can blow up. This ain't done yet. 
we presume because of the initial explosion there may have been secondary explosions as well that were detonated in the building by these terrorists. Robert Harper. Uh, big boom. Come down the steps. Everything fine until we got to the basement and everything just fell in. Uh, I got trapped under there with another guy. Crawled out. Kept getting hit in the head. Bags slowed around. Finally, we clawed our way out over the rubble. Come on, Doc. All right, wait for me, Thomas. I spoke to the chief of safety for the New York City Fire Department. He thinks that there were actually devices that were planted in the building. We've heard reports of secondary explosions after the aircraft impacted, whether in fact there wasn't something else at the base of the towers. is collapsing this was the result of something that was planned this is not it's not accidental that the first tower just happened to collapse and then the second hour just happened to collapse in exactly the same way how they accomplished this we don't know we heard a loud explosion coming from the area of building two and at that point building two was collapsing there was five men in our team do you know if it was an explosion or if it was a building collapse to me it sounded like it to me it sounded like an explosion. They're thinking about bringing the building down. They didn't say what building. They just said bringing a building down. The last few seconds, he took his hand off, and you heard three, two, one. And then it was like another two, three seconds, you heard explosions. Like, boom! Oh, you want to call your mother? Oh, like you felt a rumble in the ground like almost like you wanted to grab onto something he said after the recent attacks which the u.s has witnessed the u.s government ventured to point fingers at me accused me of involvement the u.s government has consistently blamed me for being behind every occasion its enemies attack it i would like to assure the world that i did not plan the recent attacks which seems have been planned by people for personal reasons. The president said that Osama bin Laden was the prime suspect. Why? There's uh, just a lot of evidence. They said people that want to come and kill your families. These are real. This, this isn't make-believe. These are attacks that were coming to hurt the American people again. Place and it's blatant, it's blatantly 
basically showing you that this was this was this was planned. Pause to mark the fifth anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. The information that the Central Intelligence Agency has obtained by questioning men like Khalek Sheikh Mohammed has provided valuable information and has helped disrupt terrorist plots, including strikes within the United States. For example, Khalek Sheikh Mohammed described the design of planned attacks on buildings inside the U.S. and how operatives were directed to carry them out. That is valuable information for those of us who have the responsibility to protect the American people. He told us the operatives have been instructed to ensure that the explosives went off at a, high po a point that was high enough to prevent people trapped above from escaping. He told us the operatives have been instructed to ensure that the explosives went off at a, high po a point that was high enough to prevent people trapped above from escaping. The explosives. When it's home, chilling the world, I stay tuned to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. When I'm home, I'm always tuned in to stay. He has the hottest podcast out there. Oh, yes. Very informative. When I'm home, Chilla, I'm always tuned in to stay. He has the hottest podcast out here. When I'm home, chilling the world, I stay tuned to the famous podcast. It's the hottest message out there. And uh, when I'm at the spot just chilling, or when I'm in my car just driving around, I always listen to phase. You keep it real. You say it was real. And that's one of the hottest podcasts around. I definitely suggest it. Check them out. I'm about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police could kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I got to ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'll be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two on me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. 
Whatever happened to freedom of speech, cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth, try to act offended, shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darts work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even wanna teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this, but the peace to Marcus. Got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock. Hey fam, what's up? This is Faze. First of all, I want to thank the Most High for all He do for us, y'all. Knowingly and unknowingly. Second of all, I want to thank Jesus Christ for dying on the cross, bringing us back to the Most High Bosom. Thank you, Yahweh, and thank you, Yahweh Shai, for all you do for us, knowingly and unknowingly. I want to thank all my interstate people for listening, y'all. I know you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. And I want to thank all my out-of-state people for listening. I know you didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. Um, I just wanted to have y'all to think about something in the mix, right? Something came into a mindset of me, and I want y'all to really think about it. Um, About this Trump election and how this fallacy of what they talking about Trump and this and that. You know, I'm not, you know, I'm not in the mix of this, this crafty council. Because I got too much on my mind to deal with crafty counseling. But I wanted to analyze and get y'all to understand all this crafty counseling that that going on. How Trump said, uh, Biden stole the election. Biden did this. Biden did this. He stole the election. He did this and that and that. All this ruckus when Trump was saying this and all this. Now, when Trump won the presidency what was said then why is it the same energy that was done to Trump ain't is not said or done see the crafty council of how people trying to do these things that's why I say the politics and all these things are to do to to convince the common man and common woman and divide the common man and common woman up with this mess. What you talking about, Faith? What you talking about? Let's analyze. There will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. But, but how, will you, how will you do that? I promise you we'll be able to do it. Someone blew up Russia's Nord Stream pipeline. I mean, we'd have to conclude without the evidence that it's most likely Russia. Russian sabotage on its own infrastructure. It's a common sense matter. I think it's Putin's way of sending a message. What Putin is saying to us by blowing up his pipeline is, look, I can blow up a pipeline. Everyone knows that Putin did this himself. It's the closest thing to a smoking gun without the direct So, this is where the Caucasian man that I see on here saying and y'all hear right they saying Putin gonna blow his own money up saying um 
well, I'm the bad man. I could do anything. I got it like that. So I'm going to blow up this billion, billion dollar industry that I got flowing. I'm going to do that. See, these are the crafty counselors that I'm telling you about these Caucasian men, especially the older ones. What you talking about, Faze? Let's analyze again. Yeah, I think logic and common sense will tell you that without the evidence, Russia was behind the incident. We can say it for sure. Who sabotaged the Nord Stream 2 pipeline? The Russians. <laughs> I love the certainty and I appreciate the insight. Yeah, there's exactly uh, one country on that list of suspects, Brad, um, and R Russia would Russia would be it. It's hard to imagine others with a significant motive. But uh, we will bring it in. Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. Who did it? What a mystery. One way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. But it remains unclear who could have been behind the Nord Stream pipeline leaks. Make explicitly clear to anyone involved with constructing this pipeline that the consequences of doing so are catastrophic. Who would do such a thing like this? I mean, that offers tremendous strategic opportunity. We still don't know who caused damage to the natural gas pipelines. The U.S. Secretary of State warned against the pipeline. The Nord Stream pipeline mystery continues. U.S. says they'll do everything to stop the Nord Stream pipeline. We do everything we can. Then I have no idea who is responsible. Kill Nord Stream 2 now. Put an end to it. Use all the tools available. Stop the Nord Stream 2. And let it rust beneath the waves of the Baltic. It's almost inconceivable to think that the U.S. would do it. A member of European Parliament publicly thanks the U.S. for blowing up the pipelines. This pipeline must be stopped. Who would do that and why? According to U.S. government think tank Rancorp, the first step to weaken Russia is to stop Nord Stream 2. So it's a real mystery. Halt Nord Stream 2 to stop Russia. Shut down the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Stopping the Nord Stream. Take out Nord Stream 2 forever. Permanently. Ending it permanently. End it once and for all. U.S. must take immediate steps to terminate Nord Stream. Should cancel the Nord Stream pipeline. Absolutely. We should cut it off. We must stop this Nord Stream. We have made clear to the Russians that that pipeline is at risk if they move further into Ukraine. We can't find anybody who'd be the obvious culprit in all of this. When it comes to Nord Stream 2, the pipeline that would bring natural gas from Russia to Germany, it will not happen. It was a, a deliberate act of sabotage, and now the Russians are pumping out disinformation and lies. I want to bring in former CIA Director John Brennan. Russia is certainly the most likely suspect. Russia is certainly the likeliest suspect. Russia is most likely behind this. Russia is the likely cause of it. Likelihood that Russia is behind the attacks. Very likely. Russian. Likely, likely Russian. Russian. It is likely that this is an act by Russia. The most likely thing is is in fact the most likely thing. Russia is most likely suspect at this point, according to many. Is Russia? I've heard people I trust saying that it's just probably Russia. Vladimir Putin, the most likely. Russia is likely to blame. I mean, that's totally something Putin would do and then go blame it on someone else. Essentially a scenario of cutting off your nose to spite your face here. Why would Russia bomb its own pipeline? It doesn't seem to make sense if you're thinking in a rational actor scenario, but experts agree that Russia is the key suspect. Experts say Russia. Experts point the finger at See, these are the people that y'all listening to on TV and repeating the same thing the wicked want them to say. They done sold themselves out to the wicked, y'all, and they wicked. And they saying all these things. 
to convince y'all that Russia, Russia, Russia is the enemy. Now, come on, man. If I had a business, and, and all of us, black man, black woman, I know we smarter than that. We got a, blunt, a banging business, and I'm going to blow it up, right? And then Germany, I told you, Germany, United States trying to keep y'all under their wing. Y'all go, y'all, y'all, y'all gone anyway, Germany. Y'all gone anyway. You doing too much. Y'all just don't know. And, and, and make it so bad. The German Caucasian man, you know, we already know the history of the German Caucasian man and how racist they are. But there are some good German Caucasian men and good car, German Caucasian women. But they still, as a nation, going to um, suffer the most high wrath, according to what scriptures say. You know, these are the things that the United States and their allies, European nation, do to craft the council in mind. This is the part of the crafty council that they put out on the airway. But no, y'all don't want to listen to the brother named Fade. He don't know what he's talking about on this and that. I'm going to listen to them. They got the bad vaccine. They know the news. They got the expert. But this what they hear. That, but you know what you hear, what they saying about the expert. What they experts about. What they experts saying. But a logical man and a logical man, woman sitting back thinking and say, why would he do that? And then you hear all these people saying, what must be done? This is gonna. This is not gonna be uh, 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 in the future. Now, who's saying that out their mouth? Now, if you was in the court of law, who would be guilty? But y'all running around here believing what they said and believing what they doing. But the Bible says the earth is given to the hands of the wicked. That's analyzed. Russia. Experts pointing their finger at Russia. European leaders are pointing Ordered their finger, finger at, at Russia. Russia. And all fingers pointing at Vladimir Putin. Pointing the finger at Moscow. Pointing the finger at Russia. The Occam's Razor points to Russia. Most logical points to Russia. German lawmakers point the finger at Russia. Spain points the finger at Russia. All signs point to Russia. Signs point to Russia. 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 Still kind of seems to me like Occam's Razor does still point to Russia's involvement. Russia is a prime suspect. Putin, the prime suspect. This is a not so subtle must message from the Russians. Russian savage. Russian sabotage. What's happening here is Russian sabotage. Sabotage by the Russians. Sabotage by the Russians. More saber rattles, more intimidation from the Russians. It certainly is. While NATO does not call out Russia by name for being behind the attack. Looks like it could have had Russia behind it. Looks like it was a, a Russian attack. The attack is right out of Putin's playbook. Putin's playbook. Putin's playbook. Sabotage sounds very part of his playbook. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's essentially owned by the Russians and a Russian company. It'd be hard to protect against self-sabotage. The assessment is Russia was behind behind it. The destruction of the Nord Stream pipeline, I would bet, was a U.S. action. What evidence do you have of that? Well, first of all, there's direct radar evidence. That Wait, Jeff, Jeff, we gotta stop there. They it's not believe it's there. Oh, 
Only Russia could be behind the Nord Stream pipeline leaks. Only one answer, Russia. And certainly the suspicions have got to be Russia who's doing this. Got to be. Obviously Russia. It's the obvious explanation that this was done by Russia. It's pretty obvious this is a Russian sabotage operation. Russia says, oh, we had nothing to do with this, but come on. It was probably Russia that blew up the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Oh, I think it did. I'm 99% certain of it. Everything that I'm reading and sensing is that Russia did it. Russian or Russian forces. So, um... Russia has done what it frequently does when it is responsible for something, which is make accusations that it was really someone else who did it. Russian sabotage of the Nord Stream pipeline marks a point of no return. Poland's prime minister called this the next stage in Russia's war escalation. Putin trying to incite an attack on Russia. Putin is trying to coax NATO into this conflict. The explosions uh, that we saw in the Baltic with Nord Stream 1 and 2, you know, that, that would be an escalation. No, I'm serious. He's looking for an excuse to escalate. It would be the latest excuse for Putin to escalate his attacks. The pipeline leaks will change the course of this war. This could be one of the most impactful global events of the year, if not of many years. The response to this sabotage leads us down a very potential dark path, especially one that involves nuclear weapons. NATO says it will retaliate for any attacks on the critical infrastructure of member countries. The Nord Stream pipeline, if that is a Russian attack, does that count as an attack on a NATO nation? Any deliberate attack on uh, critical NATO infrastructure uh, will be met with a firm and united response uh, from uh, NATO. That could mark a new and serious escalation. NATO may have to respond to this. So potentially we are looking at NATO making some kind of pointed response other than a strongly worded statement to Russia for an attack on what is basically European infrastructure. There was some optimism that maybe the war in Ukraine would be tamping down. Is there any optimism now? I don't, I'm not optimistic about that. The gas leak in the Nord Stream pipeline has fundamentally changed the nature of the war in Ukraine. He seems to be laying the groundwork for the potential use of nuclear weapons on the battlefield. So maybe a week ago we would have said there's a 10% chance. I think we're probably closer to 25% chance. Mm. It's certainly an alarming escalation there. Yeah. I believe it was the Russians. See, uh, this the Crafty Council that they sit up here and do. And and if you recognize these people's voices that be on the news and all this, you need to be weary of where their heart at and where their spirit at. Because if they repeating red rubbish and rubbish and all this, and, and it's not true, but you're doing it to deceive the mass of the common man and the common woman, then what, fam? Then what? You know, they sit here and keep punching and punching, and then all of a sudden this nuclear stuff, that war happening stuff, we the common man and we the common woman sitting up here messing up, doing, you know, in something that we don't even know nothing about. Not prepared. You know, you got to sit back and think about it and analyze the family because if you don't, then different things going to start going on. You hear this. You're not hearing it from me. You're hearing it from this because if I say, oh, yeah, 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 oh, Faye, that's your perception. That's what you're saying. What you're, but you're hearing it from them. That's why I put all this out here to hear from them. And say, see? Now you do your own due diligence and see what's going on. 
The earth is given to the hands of the wicked. Let's analyze. See, fam, this is another crafty council I want y'all to be aware of. Why do, why do we as Americans have to pay $6 billion on top of five Iran hostages who will be released in exchange for our, for our five prisoners? You know, they got to give up $6 billion plus five Iran hostages in order to get five prisoners. What's the crafty council about this, y'all? Who do that? What people is that important to do that? I'm going to give up six billion. Six billion? They're giving up six billion plus five and rain prisoners for five prisoners. These prisoners must be more important people. Let's analyze. Just said that Iran was not going to do this for nothing. Um, but didn't they also get five Iranians? They will get five uh, Iranians uh, as well. Yeah, Jackie. Then why did we need to add $6 billion on top of that? The, this is the deal that uh, we were able to strike to secure the release of five Americans. It would be great, wonderful, if we could just pick up the phone and call the Mullahs and say, hey, we want our Americans back. Send them back on the next plane. But you and I both know that's not going to happen, particularly with Iran. And getting Americans home requires decisions, sometimes really tough decisions. It requires compromise. It requires negotiations. It requires negotiations with people you really would rather not be sitting across the table from. But you got to do it. Because Americans overseas in trouble, wrongfully detained, need to know, and their families need to know, that this president and this administration will do what it takes to bring them home. John, you just said that Iran was not... See, y'all, this is the slap in the face of the black man and the black woman. Y'all crying for reparation. They give these people $6 billion on top of five Iran hostages for five prisoners. $6 billion. Six billion and out. they don't even want to give us a hundred thousand. They giving them six billion dollars. Boy, boy, boy. When they see that, that's what y'all didn't really get when I was saying that. That all y'all, no justice, no peace. Hmm. Now look at this. Look at this foul bear book. I mean, she's a she's a, a joke. He goes to Moscow and refuses to shake the hand of Lavrov, whom I have met. Lavrov is an extraordinarily intelligent, refined human being. He's always a gentleman. And I cannot imagine, you know, anybody treating him that, that way in in Germany. But for reasons that make no sense, that that seems to be popular. They they have joined us in the kindergarten. We have this childlike view of the world that makes no sense. They've decided to adopt it. And the crafty council that they always come with, fam, when they vote, and them lies, and they vote, and they lie. They want your vote and sit up here and craft the council with them lies. They always, why was it every year that they talking about they get more jobs for African American and Hispanic? How, how many years you have heard that? 
I heard that all my day ain't gonna like y'all. And look at why we're in the same situation that we are in now. And they giving what you call six billion dollars for five prisons. See? Let's analyze. We not only recovered all the jobs we lost during the pandemic, we've added millions more. We've seen record lows in unemployment, particularly, and I've focused on this my whole career, particularly for African-Americans and Hispanic workers and veterans. You know, workers without high school diplomas, the lowest unemployment rate in 70 years for women now. We not only recovered all the jobs we lost. See, there's another crafty council that he here found. Now, this is how Nancy Pelosi be with her flim flam, y'all. This is how they explain how they do their crafty counsel. You gotta listen, fam. You gotta listen. That's not a lot. Putting down hospitals and the rest of it. So they don't want them to see that contrast, so they focus on something else. And it's a diversionary tactic. It's a self-fulfilling problem. You demonize, and then you, it, we call it the wrap-up smear. If you want to talk politics, you call it the wrap-up smear. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press that this, 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 and this. So they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called the wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic, and it's, it's, it's self-evident. But I think I'm worth the troubling down. See, you hear her say what she say, y'all. She been in the game so many years, y'all. Nancy Pelosi. This is what you hear. You hear her voice. You hear what she say. You hear the games that they play. And then y'all go for the okie doke. So you hear how the smearing they doing with, with Trump now. So if she's saying this, now look how all the energy is up on Trump. The earth is given to the hands of the wicked. Come on, man. Let's analyze. Yo, we will discuss how the 82-year-old scientist ended the U.S. monopoly. We will also talk about how important these chips are for China. Watch the video till the very end to know if the U.S. will beg for these Chinese chips. Let's get started. In the fast-paced world of technology, an 82-year-old Chinese scientist, Huang Lingyi, made history by successfully creating China's very own Lungson chip. The 82-year-old woman is the most hated person in the U.S. as she ended the U.S. monopoly on the Lungson chip. The Lungson chip played an important role in breaking the American technology monopoly. Before its creation, China heavily relied on American-made chips, leaving the nation vulnerable to external influences and control. This remarkable achievement not only broke the blank slate of domestic chip manufacturing in China, but also propelled the nation's chip industry into the global spotlight. Lungson chips were previously only made by the U.S., and they were demanded in all the nations. The development of the Lungson chip marked a turning point as it provided China with its domestic chip. It boosted the country's self-sufficiency in microprocessors. This monumental step ended the monopoly held by the United States, allowing China to attain self-sufficiency in the world of technology. 
The Lungsen chip not only challenged the American monopoly, but also saved China trillions. By offering a credible alternative to American-made chips, it significantly reduced the nation's dependence on costly imported technology. This cost-saving measure has had a profound impact on China's economy, contributing to its financial stability and independence in the tech sector. But not only were the U.S. tech giants faced with hard competition. However, other companies from different nations felt they were being replaced by Chinese chips. Apart from challenging the American monopoly, the Lungsan chip's domestic architecture also disrupted the stronghold of two tech giants, ARM and Intel. But what are these Lungsan chips and how their manufacturing was so important for China? Lungsan chips are part of a family of general-purpose, MIPs architecture-compatible microprocessors. MIPs architecture, which stands for microprocessor without interlocked pipeline stages, is a robust and versatile foundation for microprocessors. The Lungsan chips are specifically designed to be MIPs compatible, breaking away from the dominance of ARM and Intel in the market. Lungsan Technology, the company responsible for developing the Lungsan chips, plays a pivotal role in this breakthrough. Established as a public-private partnership between the ICT Institute of Computing Technology and the Beijing-based chip designer BLXIC Design Corporation, Lungsan Technology represents the spirit of collaboration and innovation. As a designer, Lungsan Technology partners with ST Microelectronics for the fabrication and marketing of the processors, ensuring the widespread availability and distribution of their chips. But how did the U.S. gain the Lungsan chip monopoly? Before we continue further, tell us, are you enjoying the video? If yes, please like and share the video and subscribe to our channel for more videos about China's development, power, and influence on the world. Let's continue now. The journey of the Lungsan chip began in 2005 when the first-generation processors were developed. Known as Lungsan 1, these chips laid the foundation for subsequent advancements. The Lungsan 2, a family of MIPS3 compatible processors, added 64-bit capabilities to the architecture, enhancing their performance and versatility. The processors are also known as godson processors in academic circles, highlighting their significance in the field of microprocessors. Huang Lingyi's creation of the Lungsan chip has undoubtedly changed the landscape of China's tech industry. By breaking the American technology monopoly, reducing dependence on foreign-made chips, and challenging the dominance of ARM and Intel, the Lungsan chip has pushed China's domestic chip industry to new heights. This technological achievement not only saved China trillions, but also solidified its position as a formidable player in the global tech arena. What's interesting to know here is that making these chips saved $600 trillion. But if you are thinking, that is the only money China saved, then you are wrong. China used to import these chips from the United States. But as the sanctions kept growing, these chips were thought to be not available to the Chinese market soon. So China has to do something to make its companies keep getting the chips. And that would only be possible if China started making its chips. China, in its efforts for technological independence, has achieved remarkable milestones in chip manufacturing, ranging from 28 nanometer chips and beyond. However, one particular chip, the Lungsan chip, remained unavailable due to its complexity and the high cost imposed by the United States. As tensions between the United States and China escalated, the U.S. sought to restrict China's access to cutting-edge technology, including microchip. See, this is what y'all got to realize, y'all, when y'all listen to this. China is getting them chips from Africa. If we listen to some of the couple of episodes back that I got on there, that they they got little children in there and the mud and the water and all the 
whatever getting these chips so that they can uh, do what they do. So this is what they, he's not saying, but he did talk about this. So we got to realize how they doing this chip, the, the chip thing and how Africa is being oppressed by what China is doing with these chips. So when Africa start move, making a big boy move, they need to they need to be handling how they mining this and all this. If China want chips like that, they should invest in Africa so Africa people can invest in the resources. So don't get caught up in all this mess, man. Africa got the Africa got all the natural resources that the world needs. Let's analyze. Recognizing the strategic significance of lungs and chips, the U.S. imposed hefty price tags on them, making them expensive for China. It was a move to create a significant technological unavailable for Chinese industries, which desperately needed these chips for various applications. China, aware of its dependence on foreign technology for critical components, faced a huge challenge. The nation's scientists and engineers realized the urgent need to develop capabilities to manufacture Lungsan chips. This was no small task, given the complexity and precision required in chip fabrication. Moreover, China was determined to achieve this without relying on other countries that traditionally supplied such advanced technology. In this technological dilemma, an 82-year-old Chinese scientist named Huang Lingyi appeared. With relentless determination and a lifetime of experience, she embarked on a journey to make Lungsan chips entirely on her own, without seeking assistance from external sources. Huang Lingyi's dedication to this challenging task quickly captured the nation's attention. Huang Lingyi's journey began with extensive research and experimentation. She studied the complex processes involved in chip manufacturing, delving into the world of transistors, circuits, and materials. With knowledge accumulated over decades, she set up a small laboratory in her home to conduct experiments and develop the necessary equipment. The path was filled with challenges and setbacks. But Huang Lingyi's resilience remained unshaken. She patiently refined her techniques, overcoming obstacles that would have discouraged even the most seasoned scientists. After years of relentless effort, Huang Lingyi achieved the impossible. She successfully manufactured Lungsan chips entirely on her own, without any external assistance. Her breakthrough marked a momentous occasion in China's technological history, symbolizing the nation's determination to attain self-sufficiency in the realm of microchip production. Huang Lingyi's accomplishment signifies efforts toward China's technological independence. It serves as a testament to the nation's resolve to overcome challenges and reduce reliance on foreign technology. With the capability to produce Lungsan chips domestically, China gains a competitive edge in various industries, from electronics to telecommunications, and solidifies its position as a technological powerhouse on the global stage. China's commitment to breaking free from foreign technological dependencies represents a significant step toward securing its future in a rapidly advancing world. Huang Lingyi's legacy will undoubtedly inspire generations of scientists and engineers to push the boundaries of what is possible and contribute to China's technological prowess. China's newfound self-sufficiency in semiconductor production has opened up opportunities for the country to export its products to the international market. The United States has traditionally been a major exporter of semiconductor chips, but China aims to challenge this dominance. China's entry into the global semiconductor market as a major exporter could have far-reaching consequences for the United States. China's competitive pricing and the quality of its chips 
will attract customers away from U.S. manufacturers. This increased competition could pressure U.S. semiconductor companies to innovate and reduce costs to maintain their market share. If China becomes a significant exporter of semiconductor chips to the U.S., it will further gain trade dominance. The semiconductor industry is a crucial driver of the U.S. economy. Any disruptions caused by increased competition from China could have ripple effects throughout the broader economy. China's journey towards self-sufficiency in semiconductor production and its ambition to become a major exporter of chips are significant developments in the technology world. While it presents opportunities for China and other nations, it also poses challenges for the United States. We would like to take a moment here. I studied the Bible so I know it well. Yeah, can't let nobody make myself a sell. Can't even lie, yeah, I still struggle, but I know myself. I fear God, I told him I don't want to go to hell. Pray for the sermon, I'll be asking what's the gift in me. Must be this music, cause the world think I'm so sick with it. I switch my style, some people love it, some trying to get with it. I think what matters most is I'm living out what's God written. I make mistakes, but I embrace them, I'm still human. I'm still human. I escape from that place that made me feel ruined. So every day I still chase what I think I'm losing. And pray to God in the end that I don't look stupid. Why do I feel I'm unable, double-minded, I'm unstable? Wanna put all me on the table so God can make me an angel. Was living life like Cain, cause I was jealous of Abel. God told me, look up, child, I just wanna save you. I need to hear your voice in life so I could get through this. For you, I shoot for the stars every time and I don't miss. Every time I drop a hit, I still don't feel the bliss. And deep down, I know it's only cause I'm still living in sin. You transform my pen, they laughed at me, now I'm laughing with them. Transform my gifts so now I can't even rap with them. I need to use my talents cause the devil be distracting them.